1: Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Cincinnati Bengals 24, Buffalo Bills 18. Bengals officially back again. Yeah, so
0: what is the report from uh, live on location? Crowd
1: was electric, very well color-coded. Except you. Um, I was watching the safety rotation, so I, I, I would just yell out, Got him! Yell a lot, of, got him! I could tell when the guys were open. Because uh, being up high, I could see the coverage pretty easily. Mm. You know, got him! And they had him. Both teams. I mean, it was a good back-and-forth battle, Sam. Thought there'd be a lot more points scored after those first couple drives. Yeah, <laughs> it looked it. Right? It looked like it was going to be the, the shootout. But was another vintage Bengals, though. Vintage as in, like, the last year and a half. Yeah. Of the Bengals. And the Bills still remain uh, kind of perplexing, right? Like, what's their issue? I don't know. Dalton Kincaid fumbled. I mean, if Dal- the Dalton Kincaid fumble in the air.
0: It's such a freaky play. I don't even Very know. freaky play.
1: I don't think the ball didn't get hit, right?
0: No, it did. Pratt oh, okay. hit it out, but I don't know if it was deliberate. Like everyone was uh, on the broadcast, they were sort of saying, because he'd had the crazy interception. Uh, was it last week or the week before the 49ers? He had a couple of crazy plays, and they were like, wow, Pratt's just making these incredible plays. And they showed the replay of it. He kind of comes in as Dalton is being, as Kincaid is being flipped and, like, kind of comes in, hits the ball, and comes out. I'm not sure he was trying to hit the ball specifically as opposed to just coming in to make a hit and a tackle, and it clipped the ball. But either way, that's the play. Like, Jermaine Pratt getting his hand on the ball and knocking it out, and Kincaid, in the course of having a really good game otherwise, he did, whilst flipping Sunset Flip up in the air, loses the ball on the way, and that ends up costing them any chance of a comeback.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, just... From a Bills, we'll start from the Bengals' perspective, we'll say. Um, was that their third, fourth straight win? They're 5-3 and three now. Bills fall to 5-4. and four. Um, This looks like vintage Bengals the same way it did last week. So now they're sitting on this stretch of last week, take it to the Niners, yeah, one of the best teams in the NFC. This week, take it to the Bills. And I know the Bills' record isn't what it's been over the last couple of years, but that's still a very good Buffalo team. Um, Injuries on the defensive side of uh, on, for Buffalo maybe catching up, but again it was a good back and forth battle. It's just twenty four to eighteen, but Cincinnati, it, it it feels like the Super Bowl stretch run in last year, when they kept beating good teams, and it's like hey it's fourth down, we're gonna go empty, put it in Joe Burrow's hands. It's Bills Bills score a touchdown to get within a score, go for two, the smart move to go you know to get within six. Two incredible throws by Josh Allen on back to back plays because they can do that type of thing. And Cincinnati comes back out and Burrow hits Tyler Boyd for a big 32 yarder. And it's just, hey, we're putting the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, letting him make plays. And he just, he delivered in this game.
0: Yeah, no, he did. Joe Burrow looked spectacular again. Um, and I, you know, if you. Josh Allen played well, but Josh Allen also had the really bad interception yes. where he just sort of underthrows a cover two shot and ends up firing it at the corner rather than the wide receiver. Um, so for every one of those, like, literally ridiculous. The, one of the throws he had to Stefan Diggs where he managed to get it over a guy that was right there. That's great. Burrow also did some of those amazing throws, but he didn't make the critical mistake. Now, you also have the Kincaid fumble and Sometimes... That ends up being the difference right but yeah
1: i looked at seth on the when Allen hit that um he hit the cover two shot as you might i think it was cover two but it was over the defender it was precision yeah digs crazy throw and i looked at seth i was like sometimes the difference between a good and bad decision is location (laughs) right it's like the actual accuracy of the ball now the the interception that Allen threw it did look like he actually he had kincaid open underneath and he threw it to the sinking corner it was a legitimate bad decision But that's kind of like what you get. And it was inaccurate as well. I mean, even even if you decided to make that throw. Like,
0: you could potentially have fixed that decision with a pinpoint accurate pass, but this was just way off. But I guess that's my point. Like, sometimes
1: the decision's the same, and the accuracy is just the difference between an interception and, like, wow, big-time throw. And that's just sometimes what you get with Josh Allen. Um, But, yeah, he hadn't – we mentioned in the preview show, he had not been making those turnover-worthy plays, right? He had not been doing that a ton.
0: Um, and it was his only one in this game and that was but it's it. like but in a game like this where you've got two quarterbacks playing out of their minds like if one makes a big mistake and the other one doesn't the chances are that's got a pretty good cha- shot of determining the outcome in the game now you add in the Kincaid fumble and you're like well that's now it's just too much it's every too many drives yeah
1: every possession matters yeah. I mean then um you know the Bengals becoming more well-rounded right on offense it, as of a couple of weeks ago, it was like, wow, this the whole offense is horizontal. You can't connect on anything down the field. Where is T. Higgins? Well, T. Higgins had a huge game, best he's looked all season. Unbelievable hands on so many passes, but also looked quick, man. He looked really quick and athletic. They got the tight end, tight tight ends involved, the non-Irv Smith mm. tight ends. You got Tanner Hudson and Drew Sample making plays in this game for the Bengals. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, they spread the ball around extremely well. It wasn't just the Jam- Jamar Chase show because it didn't have to be. And Burrow even said after the game, hey, when they roll coverage that way, we knew T. Higgins would have some opportunities, and it was Higgins and the tight ends who, who did, and they came
0: through. No, they did. Um, yeah, Burrow, that offense looked spectacular. Buffalo's pass rush actually had a pretty good day, and it didn't matter because Burrow was playing that well. Um, this is like you're right it's like last year when they had this insanely brutal run of games and ended up like knocking them all over beating all these good teams and going on the run that they went on Um, we said a while ago like they, they're in a hole not just because they've lost three of their first four games, but because if you look at their schedule, it's ugly, and it's not easy yeah. to win these games, particularly if Burrow isn't 100%. Well, they've won the two hardest games on the schedule, arguably, with San Francisco and Buffalo, having already gotten back on track with Arizona and Seattle. Now they've got Houston at home, which is a tougher game than it looked earlier, uh, then at Baltimore, Pittsburgh at home, at Jacksonville. So there's still some rough games coming up, but They've put themselves in a position now where, you know, if they keep playing like this, they're back to being Super Bowl contenders. We're
1: more than halfway through the NFL season, almost. That's what it tells me, though. That's what it tells me. Yeah. But DraftKings Sportsbook's still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Bet on anything, 5 bucks. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener, every, uh, a sweetener offer every single game this October. You can get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code PFF. So you can go check out Monday Night Football tonight. You got Niners. You got the Vikings. You can go do it right now. If you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text hope that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in ONT. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com. Sorry, see slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, the stretch last year that we were talking about, they lost to the Browns. They, they had to go to Pittsburgh, which is always tough. Tennessee, which looked tougher at the time because they were still a good Titans team, they beat Kansas City, the Browns again, um, Tom Brady's Bucks, mm-hmm. and then New England, and then the Buffalo Hamlin game, and then the Ravens. Like th- that whole stretch, it's like, right. all right, you know, six or six out of eight games. And then were once really you the
0: playoffs, tough. Ravens again, Bills again, like, <laughs> and then the Chiefs, right? And Then, and then, the then the they, they finally yeah.
1: lost. So that's you know, that's what I always keep coming back to with Zach Taylor. Um, I don't think Zach Taylor is bringing the same schematic advantage that the other that the Shanahan disciples are necessarily bringing to the table, but Zach Taylor is the head coach, and for the third straight year, the Bengals offense has looked different, changed for whatever reason, right? They went from run-heavy to pass-heavy. They went from downfield to more horizontal. Like they've they've evolved over the last three years to the personnel, and they've bounced back from adversity. And to me, that's impressive. Now, all that said, of course, we know that the elite quarterback is the driver. Yeah. And Joe Burrow is the highest-graded quarterback over the last three weeks, top three quarterback over the last three years. He's the driver. Makes it easy to, easier to be the head coach, but I'm still impressed by like the whole organization being able to bounce back and right the ship for the third straight year, when he's, seemingly.
0: When he's playing well, Burrow, um, he is – virtually peerless when it comes to play under pressure i mean under pressure in that game he was 10 of 16 for 125 yards and a touchdown like with a passer rating of 107 like that's silly you can't that's basically unstoppable if a guy's playing like that if you if when you pressure him his play is still at an elite level there's almost nothing you can do at that point other than keep pace and that goes out the window when you have a couple of turnovers so I think, honestly, that, that ends up being the story. Like, I think both defenses did pretty good, did pretty well, despite the fact that we're talking about the quarterbacks and how amazingly they played. Like, both defenses did a good job, and in this season of defenses fighting back, this is another pretty good example of that, where, you know, in another season, this might have been like a 38-34 type of game, but instead, 18-24 and, and a couple of turnovers make the difference.
1: All right, I have to highlight the concern with Vaughn Miller here. Okay. Because... uh you, I saw people saying, hey, Vaughn Mil- Von Miller, nowhere to be seen, which was true. But it doesn't mean the entire Bills pass rush wasn't good. As you said, they got pressure. Burrow just made plays. Vaughn Miller on pace, I mean, he's in the middle of by far his worst graded season. And I mean, he just, also ski yeah. I, mean. I, know, I know he's hurt, playing hurt, playing a part-time role. Yes. But he's grading in the 50s, pass rush grade in the 50s. Even when he had his lull with the Broncos, his lull was still like, all right, you're still a good player. Right? Are you just going to become a rotational player late in, his, in, in your career? He's got five pressures on 76 rushes right now, and it's not productive for Von Miller. It feels like the Bills are going to need him to figure it out, get healthy, whatever it is, and be a big part of their stretch run. It's not the only issue in Buffalo. Like I said, I mean, I think uh, Ben Solak was tweeting out stuff about the Bills have good EPA. They've got they've got all these good metrics. They're five and four. And on one hand, you just say, okay, they'll the record will revert at some point. On the other hand, it's like, okay, what's missing? Is it really just the turnovers? Is it really you just give, give, this, give this efficient offense the two more possessions, let them finish the Dalton Kincaid fumble drive, and don't turn it over in Bengals territory with the, um, the cover two shot that Josh Allen took, and then it changes the game. Is it that simple? Because um, I think there's elements of the Dalton Kincaid – offense of him moving around and being a feature part of this that make it a little bit better but i don't know something a little missing yeah
0: i mean it's not they are pretty banged up at this point which is like a fairly significant element of all this i mean their their secondary is pretty wrecked they've lost linebackers they lost more of them in this game Um, they're not what they should have been from a health standpoint and as much as Everyone sort of says, well, you know, nobody likes to, you can't use injuries as an excuse. Everybody deals with injuries. And it's true, they do. But you also can't pretend like they don't impact what you're seeing happening, right? Like who gets injured and when and how severe and how long they're done for and, and how many guys at one position group were injured absolutely affects these overall big picture outcomes of teams, right? So you can't just pretend it's not a factor. And the Bills have been pretty banged up particularly, like, located in the back seven on that defense. So that's definitely part of it. The offense, I think, showed the last couple of weeks that they can be a little bit more diverse and win in a, a couple of different ways. And I think they are better. Like, Chris talked about it in the broadcast a little bit when sometimes they go, you know what, we're just not going to bother with the run game. Like, a little bit like what the, the best offense the Washington commanders seem to be able to deploy is when they just say drop back Sam Howell and then let's just play some backyard football here uh, and then Howell will create a few scramble plays and that effectively serves as your run game I think the bill is similar when they just let Josh Allen drop back and sling it and then Allen can be your run game whether it's scrambles or whether it's you know some design carries here or there okay you, you want to do that less if he's injured with the shoulder but still I, I think that is still fundamentally their best form of offense um, and they did some of that in this game. They did some of that in the last game as well in a couple of different ways. And it worked. I mean, I think that is – I think their offense is still fine. But, like, the defense is banged up and they're running up against some damn good teams.
1: That's what I'm always trying to figure out is that balance with not, – not run past balance, but the how much is on Josh Allen's plate balance. Yeah. Because these last few weeks where they played well, – what they didn't blow out the Giants and they didn't blow te- – they've lost to the Patriots. They did – give other guys opportunities. They did run the ball a lot more and mix it up. And then it's like, well, maybe you should give Josh Allen more, you know, more of those plays. I think finding that balance is the thing. Also, coming back to the preview show, we now have the Bengals, not just in big games against the Chiefs, but now 2-0 against the Bills, plus the quarter-plus in the DeMar Hamlin game where the Bengals have looked really good against this Bills team. Is it a matchup thing as well where, hey, in the playoffs, Buffalo actually – Wouldn't mind facing Kansas City. They match up pretty well with the Chiefs. They can go head-to-head with the Chiefs. Right. But they might not match up really well with Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and that's what's going to determine things come playoff time.
0: Well, I mean, I think what we said in the previous show, if you look at how the Bengals have done against the best teams in the NFL when everybody is playing well, like Cincinnati might have the strongest punch of anybody out there. I mean, in a season where the Chiefs' offense doesn't seem like the Chiefs' offense, and – you know, when, when we've talked about Buffalo not being quite right and even Philadelphia haven't quite looked right. Like Cincinnati is the one team now that looks back to being where they've been in the past. Yeah. And that is that already has a track record of beating the other best teams in the NFL when they match up. I mean, even factoring in the last sort of minute loss to Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, they still had Kansas City's number when they've run up against them. So you kind of look – I mean, this – I don't know there will be a single power rankings – In the NFL that has Cincinnati number one. But I think there's a pretty strong argument that they're the best team in the NFL right now.
1: In a few weeks, if they keep playing like this, you know, you could, they'll be trending in the right direction. Sure. I mean, eventually they'll get there if they keep winning these games. But like
0: right now, if there was a game next week in a neutral field for the Super Bowl, right? And you had, forget like every team's in the pot. Cincinnati versus any team in the NFL, would they be underdogs versus anybody? Ravens or should they be underdogs versus anybody? Ravens, probably. I don't know. Potentially.
1: Anyway, Bengals move to five and three, Bills five and four, so they're a game off the lead in the AFC East behind the Dolphins.